So it's Mother's Day today. So today we're going to do a sermon for mum's children. Because we're all children. And uh, it's called the compassion of a mother, but it's what a really what a mum would want from you. Okay? So Isaiah 66 13 says, As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. You shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Just, just get, God is talking here, and he says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. This verse is undoubtedly the greatest compliment mothers could receive. See, when God wanted to use a metaphor to explain the compassion he has for his people, he compares himself to mothers. Not fathers. Mothers. See, mothering and comforting are synonymous. It's just a thing. Women just nurture better than men. It's something they do. My wife, for instance, cannot shut that off at all. She cares so much for her children and and for people that she's got that motherly instinct just continues to roll no matter how old they get. And sometimes I laugh about it, but it's actually beautiful that that, that, that's something that, that women have the capability of doing, of caring and never forgetting that they're their children and loving them like they're this big. And they never forget that. And, and it's beautiful. But I don't want you to get the impression that the Bible t- takes a greeting card approach to motherhood. Because it doesn't. See, the Bible is raw and it's gritty. And it record, it, the record of the full spectrum of human nature... From depravity to self, selfless virtue is all in the pages of this great book. See, we encounter women who protected their children from harm. Right alongside those who harmed their children. All throughout the Bible, it, 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 there's different characteristics of mums. It shows women who wanted children but couldn't have them and children who had them but didn't care for them as they should have. See, we meet virtuous women and scandalous ones. Even given those extremes, God still chose motherhood as a metaphor of his love and care for his people. See, for some of us, Mother Day is a great celebration. Today we're going to celebrate because our mums are still with us. And for some of us, it is a painful day of regret or loss because we were hurt from our mothers or we've lost our mums. And we can remember them. And we should remember them. It's important that we remember them. Nevertheless, for all, it is a day worthy of reflection and resolve. See, it is a day that reminds us to show appreciation to those who don't always feel appreciated for what they do. See, a study ran by 12 social scientists, researchers, 
who formed the Mothers' Council, surveyed over 2,000 mothers who had children under the age of 18 and discovered that they derive satisfaction from being a mother, but most of them don't feel appreciated for what they do. They found that mothers downplayed the stress and the strain of motherhood, and 97% of the women surveyed said they were very or somewhat satisfied with the issues related to being a mother. 93% said the love they feel for their children is unlike any love that they've ever experienced. And 81% considered motherhood as the most important thing they do. Even with this personal satisfaction, only 48% said they ever felt appreciated most or all of the time. When I'm sure, while I'm sure most mothers appreciate flowers, cards, and other gifts they get on Mother's Day, I'm also sure there are other things they want too. Let's look at six things the Bible says mum wants. For instance, mothers want their children to show respect. See, a Chinese proverb says, respect the one's parents, one parent, the one's parents. Respect for one's parents is the highest duty of civil life. Common decency demands that we respect our parents. And so does the Bible. I love it when common decency and old Chinese proverbs line up with the Bible. I think they line up with the Bible because the Bible is written by the creator of the universe and the creator of human beings. See, Leviticus 19.3 says, Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father, and you shall keep my Sabbath. I am the Lord your God. So just as God wants his children to observe the Sabbath, he wants them to show respect to their parents. Isn't that weird? Because God really wants us to take the Sabbath seriously. which a lot of us don't. And then he wants us to respect or revere, is another word for respect, our parents, especially our mother. Because God knows how we were created. God knows how the world is supposed to work. We need to start listening to that. We need to start listening. And then also, your mother wants your affection. A great example of affection in the Bible is in 1 Kings 19.20. Elijah had just invited Elisha to join him in his work. This invitation amounted to an apprenticeship that would lead Elisha, Elisha replacing Elijah at the appropriate time. 
And let me read this verse to you. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? It's so important that he shows affection to his parents before he leaves to go and take his apprenticeship that he is sent back. You know, some of us, especially uh, men, not me, but especially, it usually runs with men. We have a hard time showing our affection. It's just in our makeup. We're, we, we just have a hard time. I, I don't. I cry about everything, and I'm good at, 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 at showing my emotion, I think. But you better ask my wife, because she knows me best. But, uh, but it's really hard sometimes for us to show how we love. And the problem is, with men especially, we, we are, some of us are married, some of us are, are, are fathers, so that makes our wives mothers. And we show our affection sometimes very poorly because men are also, so this is, the, this is for the men I'm talking to, we're hunters by nature. So we pursue really well. We do the pursue part. We got that down. We, we've got the pursue part down. So we're good at first. We're good at dating. We're good at telling them that they look beautiful. We're good at all of that stuff. But then we've clubbed them over the head, drug them home, and married them. And the clubbing over the head isn't true. But then we get, them, then we, then we get married and we forget that we're supposed to date our wives for the rest of our lives. Not just until we put a ring on their finger. We're supposed to continually pursue our wives like we did when we first were attracted to them. Because that is the way you show your love to your wife. And your wife, the last time I checked, is a woman. Okay? And, and we, we should love them. Not like we want to be loved, because that's the problem is we, everybody's different. Everybody's love language is different. So this goes for, for husbands, but now for children that need to love their parents. We need to learn our parents' love language. Because everybody's different. And you need to show respect and love them. Not make, you don't want to be made different, do you? You don't want to be, you've got a way that you like to be loved. And so does your parent or your spouse. And we need to learn to show that affection to them too. It needs to be a... A pursuit. And sometimes that means we do stuff that we don't really like to do. Because we know the other person likes that. 
You know what's funny is, you know the inventor of, uh, I had it written down, but it disappeared, so it's not written down anymore. So I'm not going to say a name because I can't remember. It's Gillian something. But the inventor of Mother's Day in, England, in America, 160 years ago. Okay. Mother's Day has been around for roughly 160 years in America. In England, it's been around a lot longer, by the way. And I didn't know why in England we celebrated Mother's Day on a different day than you do in America. Never understood it. Just thought they just picked different days. Because Father's Day, by the way, is the same day. But I found out while studying for this sermon. And the reason is, is because during Lent, in the old days in the Church of England, they used to, on the fourth day of Lent, the fourth Sunday of Lent, was mother, it was a mother, I don't know how they worded it, but it was mother, mothering, whatever, and it was to honor Mary, the mother of Jesus. And after so long, in England, they did, changed it to mothering Sunday, so it included all mothers. And that's why we got different dates. Now I know. Because my sister's asked me before, and I never did the research because I didn't, want, didn't, didn't care. I just knew when it was here, and that was important to me. But that's why. So their, their Mothering Sunday is the fourth Sunday of Lent. Our Mothering Sunday is always the second Sunday of May. And it was because when it was, think, the lady who created it did it in honor of her mother, and, and it started in... I'm not going to even say the state because I'm not sure and I don't want to mis- misquote. So it started down south in a state. And it was first, or it could have been east coast, I think it was actually. Don't quote me on either one. <laughs> but it was started somewhere else. It wasn't started in Illinois, I know that. Okay? So, so it was started and this lady did a festival and that state made it a statewide holiday. And then uh, whoever was the president in 1914, uh, 18, four, uh, 18, whatever, yeah, 18, whatever the date was, it was 18 something. And this is why I read it all down and lost it. Uh, he made it national, but the lady that, invented it, actually protested, by the way, a few years later, because guess who stole the holiday? Hallmark! And she never wanted it to be a commercial, it got, in her lifetime, it got commercialized, okay, and it was never supposed to be about the commercialization of, of the holiday, so, so it was just to show affection to your parents, to your mother, it was to show affection to your mother for what she had done for you. And that's where it started. And then, obviously, like everything in the world, it gets commercialized. She actually ran a protest at a parade for mothers, and she was the founder of, of the holiday. She was protesting it because it became a commercial holiday. And we can't get that because that's what happens. It just becomes a pretty card and a bunch of flowers and there's no emotion involved in it all. There's no real affection. It's just, oh, I better buy my mum some because it's Mother's Day. And, and that's great because mums like presents, by the way, and mums likes flowers and mum likes cards. But they have to come from here not because you feel guilty. 
You have to do it because you love that person. Not because, oh, it's Mother's Day, I better buy something for my mum, even though I really don't like her, and I really don't know what she likes. And, and I'm not saying everybody feels like that, but there's people that feel that way. I mean, I'm t- here's the thing is, I said, not all mums are good. Not all mums are good mums. And we know that. We definitely know that in this church, because we're praying for people that have been in that situation that they had bad mums. So we know that there's, there's, uh, all mums don't deserve all of these things I'm going to talk about today. So we need to show affection. Your mother wants to know that you are learning. You know, mums in general want you to be smart. I mean, they do. They want you to succeed. Okay. Learning the things she tries to teach you growing up. I mean, I'm, I'm so blessed that my mum was a single parent in a lot of ways. Because she was a single parent of four kids and then five kids when she wasn't a single parent because she married my stepdad. But for, for four years, she was a single parent. I used to go to Cub Scouts, believe it or not. And I went to... Uh, scouts, but not for very long. And then I went to Venture Scouts because it was co-ed. But when I was in, <laughs> when I was in Boy Scouts, when I was in Cub Scouts, we have to wear them neckerchiefs with the little slide on it and stuff. Well, if I didn't iron my stuff, guess what? It didn't get ironed. I'm talking when I was seven. Because my mum had four kids, she's working, she's trying to cook for us, didn't have time. So I'm blessed I look at that as a blessing now. I didn't so much think of it probably at the time. But now I think I learned to cook because my mum taught me how to cook. When I, w- I was cooking breakfast on a stove when I was probably six, seven years old. I was uh, ironing when I was seven. I could do laundry. I won a baking competition when I was 11. And I was the only boy that entered. Just so you, just. Makes sense, doesn't it? My mom taught me these things. Okay? And I appreciated it because I learned them from her. And I'm sure she's proud of me, wherever she is, because she taught me them things. She made me independent. She made me so I could take care of myself at a young age. Because as a single parent, she wanted to teach us stuff. We don't want... uh, I say that and people... Aaron, because she's young, goes, You touched a stove when you were seven? We didn't wear seatbelts either. So, all crash helmets when we're on a bike. That explains a lot. Uh, But... So, so they want us to learn the things that they teach us, but they also want us to do good in school. They also want us to do good in, 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 the, in, the, in the professions that we choose. They want us to continue to learn. Proverbs 1.8 says, Hear, my son, your father's instructions, and forsake not your mother's teaching. 
We are supposed to watch and learn, and, and our mums were supposed to teach us, and they really want us to learn. There's, there's not a mum that's a good mum that doesn't want to teach their children stuff and want their kids to be educated. But whether your mum's here or not, because my mum, my biological mum's not here. My adopted mum's still here, and my mother-in-law's still here, and I'm sure they still want me to continue to learn. And I know my mom would want me to still continue to learn. And that's what they, your parents want you to continue to learn. From the basic things they want us to learn, like the ironing and how to, 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 to uh, cook. And don't just cook cereal, but, but actually cook. To more important things. My mum was one for, for making sure that you told the truth. You know, it was a, it's a big deal to her. And, and I can't tell you, to my knowledge, my mum never lied. Because I can tell you, I asked her some brutal questions and I got brutal answers. So I don't think she ha- 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 hid anything from me, really. And... Um, so she led by example. And if you've got godly parents, they want you to say your prayers. So they teach you at a young age to, to go to bed and, and, and pray. Because they know that ultimate knowledge comes from God. And ever, our mothers want to know that we've learned the lessons that they've taught us. Your mother also wants you to be wise. Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is sorrow to his mother. See, we can learn a lot of stuff, but makes not wise decisions. And, 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 and we, as, as parents, not just mothers, but but as parents, we want our children to make wise decisions. That's why it drives us nuts. But I must have drove my, my parents crazy, especially my mom, and, and, uh, because she did most of the raising, because I made a lot of stupid decisions. I, I am really lucky that, that I'm still alive, let alone uh, not in prison or, or somewhere else, because of the decisions I would do when I was young. Because... I said, my mom wanted me to learn, and I learned a lot, but I also was not wise. My mom taught me that it was important and to make good decisions. Because how my mom taught me that is she let me suffer the consequences of every one of my decisions. She never bailed me out of anything. She let me figure out you got yourself into that situation. You need to get yourself out of that situation. Never came to my aid like and said, oh, let me take care of that for you. Because she was teaching the way she knew how to teach me to be wise. But God wants you to be wise. He makes you, wants you to make good Decisions. Sam Levison said, 
It is so simple to be wise. This is what I wish I'd learned when I was a child. Just think of something stupid that you're about to do or say and do the opposite. If I applied that to my life when I was younger, I'd probably be an astronaut today. <laughs> but, but just think about that, really. If you'd stopped and thought about that stupid thing you was about to do, and thought, oh, I'm going to do exactly the opposite, because I, I need to make... When I was a kid, every decision I needed to make needed to be the opposite of the decision I was going to do. I'm telling you. Your mother wants you to show gratitude. Proverbs 30.11 says this. There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. And in some text it says... Thank their mothers. It's to show gratitude to your mother. See, deep down in our hearts, we know our mothers deserve our gratitude. Do you know that? A national survey taken for a flower delivery company suggests that 50% of Americans believe their mother deserves something special on Mother's Day. But then the survey also found out that 65% of Americans said if they ever won an Academy Award, their mother would be the first person that they would thank in their acceptance speech. And I'm going to tell you this. Since I'm not sure any of us is about to win an Academy Award anytime soon, don't wait for that occasion. Thank your mums today. The Bible also says, you don't know if you have tomorrow. So make sure you show thanks today. And remember, that even if your parents are no longer with you, I thank my mum all the time. I don't think you'll ever stop thinking about your parents, ever. I think it's just something that's innately in you because they, they raised you, and especially your mum. There's just, a, and, and I will tell you this, when it comes to a relationship between a son and his mum, it's, it's, it's tight because you know you came from your mum. And it's something that, that happened because you were come out of your mum. You lived nine months inside of your mum. It's this thing that this bond that is unbreakable. It's unbreakable. And so we need to show gratitude for that mum. You know, that loves you and nurtured you and show her the respect and love that she deserves. And don't wait. Don't wait for a special holiday. 
Mother's Day is just a day. And that's why the, 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 the person who lobbied so hard to get it a holiday in, in America was annoyed at the end of the day because it was commercialized. Let's remember to thank our, our mums every time. Let's remember to hug our mums all the time. Because one day, one day you won't get that chance. And finally, your mother wants you to be godly. Proverbs 23, 24 through 25 says this, The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He, wants, he who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. Or the NLT, the New Living Translation, says it this way, The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure is it to have wise children. So give your parents joy. May she who give, gave you birth be happy. See, nothing will make your mother happier than knowing that you are following in Jesus' footsteps. We are supposed to reflect Jesus. So if you want the ultimate gift that you can give your parents, your, especially your mother, it is to be a godly person, to be somebody who is following Jesus' footsteps, who is trying to reflect Jesus. Not just on Sunday morning, but every single day of your life. That is the ultimate gift that you can give your mother. And it's the ultimate gift that you can give back to God for allowing you to be here. Because he's the ultimate creator. See, God doesn't have a sex. He's not male or female. He's a spirit. He can't be male or female. Only one person out of the Trinity has a body. His name is Jesus. God is the ultimate creator of man and woman. So living a life that honors your mom will honor God. And ultimately... We don't have to do this. We're saved by grace. But I'll say, if you're saved by grace, wouldn't you want to follow in Jesus' footsteps? Wouldn't you want to walk in his shoes? Wouldn't you want to reflect his image to the rest of the world? We're going to talk about that next week. So today, this is your homework. It's the easiest homework you've ever had. Today, it's take time to honor your mother, your mom, or your mom, if you're me, M-U-M. You, by the way, speak English. That's how you're supposed to spell mom, M-U-M.
or that special lady in your life. Do something special to honor her. But don't stop today. If you're married, pursue that woman like it's the first time you ever met. And you want to you wanna keep her for the rest of your life. Because if you really want to be happily married, that is what you're going to do. You're going to pursue her. You're going to date her. You're going to spoil her like she deserves to put up with you. And that is what we're supposed to do. And also honor your mother, whether she's here or not. Tell God, thank you for putting that woman in your life. Thank God for putting somebody special in your life. It's important. We wouldn't be here without mums. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that you're a loving God. That you would compare your compassion to a mother is something special. Because anybody who has had a good mum knows what sort of compassion you're talking about. Knows what kind of love that you're talking about. Help us to understand that, God. Help us to follow in your footsteps and honor our parents. Especially our mum today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.